0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, Commanders fans? Welcome back. It's a beautiful day in the month of July, halfway through the year. Can you believe it? We are so much, so much closer to training camp, so much closer to football, but you're here with another episode of the Believe in Commanders show. Brian Murphy is down there in Atlanta, Georgia, where it's hot uh as uh oh lord it was that's a lyric right there Mm -hmm. I gotta go back and check my outcast Brian what's going on man how are you doing
1: yeah man I'm good I I still can't believe we are in July which means this is the last month without football games obviously the preseason starts in August so we are right around the corner it's hot and steamy here in Atlanta It's, it's gross it rains half the time so uh I'm just ready to talk some football get my mind off of how hot outside it is but uh yeah I'm good uh how are you doing
0: Man, I am good. I'm in a great mood. I got some coffee right here. Got a little workout this morning. Uh, my son, one of my sons, Theo, he got up early um, and, and he got a little workout in, 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 uh, nice. in the garage with me. So I was like, "All right, man, if you go move, I'm going to move. And we were doing crunches back, to, back and forth. He kept picking the number. That little sucker kept doubling and doubling and doubling. I was like, dude. We got to go inside, man. I don't want <laughs> to do any more crunches, so we were way up there, but it was a good workout this morning. I'm feeling good, um, and I know starting out that way gets my day going. Um, so, you know, I, I would feel lucky enough to go and try to put down a wager on something, uh, especially with my Texas Rangers doing so good. Yeah, they yes, are. Yes, indeed. But hey, I know where you could place a bet. You can do it at Bet Online. But Brian's gonna tell you about Bet Online, so let the good people know. About our sponsor. That's
1: right. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs, whether it's baseball, like Anthony said, boxing, golf, or more. There's still sports going on this this summer, and obviously, you can play some futures for NFL and college football. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. And get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BLEAV for your 50% welcome bonus on your first, your very first deposit and bet online where the game starts. So go lay down over Commander's wins at six and a half. Go lay down some baseball, uh, pick 'ems, all kinds of stuff. You can find it right there at Bet Online. We love those guys and appreciate them.
0: Yes, Lord. They are a wonderful sponsor. Very loyal. I appreciate them for sure. Uh, I, I know I took that over. I took the over uh, many, many moons ago because I, I feel like this team is going to be in that right trajectory. But uh, this episode, folks, we're going to be talking about just an offensive focus. If you listen to our last episode we caught up with Adam Aniba with the Burgundy and Gold report and we talked defense. He initially really just kind of talked about that secondary and, and what's going on with the safety. So if you're wondering what's up with Cam Curl and Percy Butler and how those guys are going to fit in, go ahead and pop back one episode and give that one a listener or just finish this and then go back over there. But looking at the offensive side, you know, we're gonna just take a look at the different position groups as a whole and then ask a few questions, you know, just kind of see what our expectations are individually and. Um, you know, whenever they start running some player futures on Bet Online, you may consider uh, this information is what's gonna help you maybe make a bet. I don't know. That's your choice, your call. Do what you need to do. But you know, let's take a look at the office. What are we gonna expect? Brian, where do you think we should start with uh, this whole shebang?
1: Well, obviously we can take a look at the position group. I I, I think we both want to start with the big guys up front, but you can't you can't talk about the offense without probably the most important. Uh, piece of it or, or acquisition. And it has, it has to do with nobody on the field and it, it's Eric B So I think that he is kind of a, a wild card. We know what he can do in Kansas city. It's a big year for him. It's a big year for, for the commanders. And I, I think it meshes well for an exciting offense. I think he's going to cook something up. I think he's got some guys that are available to him and I'm excited to see what they, they do. I think overall they they perform a little bit better than we've seen over the last couple of years. Um, but, but I'm excited to see what EB brings to the, to the plate, uh, brings to the table. And, um, you know, I, I want to make sure we mention him because I think he's the most important part of all this,
0: man, look, that, that is a great point. And I did not even think about it. And once you started, you know, speaking, I was like, Ooh. Yeah, that was, and then you said, and "I was like, yep, that is a great one." Eric B. Enemy is is he's is, it's like whenever you have a potluck and it's Thanksgiving dinner and everybody has brought something and you walking through and you look like, hey, who who made the uh, potato salad? And then you find out it was it was E. B. and you like, E. B. made it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. let me get more. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. know E. B. is gonna bring something to the table. Um, so that is a very very good one. I, shoot, man, the expectations are high for E. B. Mm-hmm. And I was actually thinking about this in the car. So I'm glad you brought this up. I think that this is actually a perfect situation for him. Even, even positionally, even though everybody's saying it's a lateral move, I think it's a slight promotion because he's getting to be essentially the head coach of the offense. Yeah, He's showing you know, what he's going to uh, put on this team in an identity, uh, his expectation, the accountability. He's putting this out there right now. And you have to assume – that you know is the Josh Harris group as they prepare to take over, and that's going to happen. Uh, the vote should happen probably July twentieth. Yep, they're going to be paying attention to how this team responds to Eric Bieniemy. Not just the team, offense one, but the team as a whole. Because I'm telling you, there's certain coaches on on staffs that will that can rally the guys. A lot of times, they're special teams coaches because they work with the most players. But there's some offensive coaches that that defensive players will will lean to, and, and vice versa. But I think this is a great position for Eric Bieniemy because he gets to focus solely on doing this offense and showing how he would lead this thing. Yeah. He's going to be able to understand what type of defensive staff he wants to have. He don't have to worry about that stuff. To go from offensive coordinator to head coach, it may be more of a setup to fail. Right now, if you look at it, hey, you're going from yes, you're you're leaving. Uh, you're underneath Andy Reid, but now you're running your own show. Yep, this may be the perfect transition for him. And it shouldn't be difficult if they have success, uh, and if these guys that we talk about today have a success, and he gets these guys to play well, you can understand. Okay, go ahead and make him the head coach, and we'll have a plan for what we want to do on the defensive side of the ball. So I think that's perfect. Yeah, great. Great. I'm glad you brought that. I see this. That's chemistry, y'all. You that's hear right. that? Yeah. That is chemistry. What chemistry. what I
1: do what I do is I just throw it near the rim, and I know you'll be there to just slam it home. So I just Ooh. I just lob up the ideas, and you you just You're bring wrong. it down.
0: He ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. But but but, go
1: ahead. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, and I'm excited to see uh, what what he comes up with. I think it's going to be very creative, and I think we're going to see some some big games from the offense. Or I'm hope maybe this is the homer in me. I'm hoping we see some big games fr- from the offense where it's felt like yeah. for the last. I mean, Ron Rivera's tenure. We know he's a defensive guy, but it feels like even before then, it was it's it's always been maybe the last seven, eight years, it's been the defense that has really carried this team, except for, you know, since Kirk Cousins really kind of put up yeah. some some big numbers. So I'm excited to see the offense really get it going. And I think Eric Bienamy is the guy. Um yeah. and 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 yeah, I think it's the perfect situation for him. And I'm excited about it. Um and, and I think this is a this is a group that we have kind of talked about a lot and we're both kind of uncertain about but the offensive line is probably a good place to start and, and what are you thinking on the offensive line and with these big ugly guys up front
0: the offensive line is is going to have to benefit from as many reps together as possible uh, it's kind of like the defensive secondary how we were saying you know what group of four, five four or five guys are you gonna try to run out there on the on a consistent basis uh, you got to have that ex- same exact thought, Uh, When you look at the offensive line, I mean, when you're looking at, you know, you brought in Nick Gates, um, you have Ricky Stromberg, Tyler Larson's already there. You know, you're looking at Charles Leno. You've got uh, Sadiq Charles is making moves. You got the young fella uh, out out of Tulsa is there. Andrew Wiley is in uh, cosmic. There's so many players that. And shoot, I forgot. I forgot the the other young rookie, uh, the young for uh, the young guards. So I apologize, Braden but.
1: Daniels. Yeah,
0: Braden Daniels. There you go. So, I mean, you have a lot of pieces, and you, obviously, you don't expect all of them to start. Uh, but what mix are you going to come up with It's, it's going to be important to see and pay attention to in training camp and see if this the work that happened and the growth that happened in OTAs and the mini camp. If that carries over into training camp, you don't want to see a lot of a lot of, you know, you don't want to go two steps forward and then a couple steps back to try to get your footing again. Um, Mm. So they need to get reps together, whatever five they go with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I said that that's the that's kind of the um, the uh, group I'm probably most nervous about. And I guess we'll see kind of how it all shakes out as we get into training camp and, you know, what the formation is, like you said, with different guys plugging in and out. But but I have to think that that Eric Bieniemy kind of had a say on on some of these guys. You mentioned the rookies, yeah. you know, picking Stromberg Daniels, you know, and then going and get getting Wiley. You've got to think that he's got a, a plan in place, and 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 I've heard a little bit about them kind of moving the pocket around. That kind of seems to be what the um, that kind of seems to be what. Kansas City did really well. They they didn't always set their guys up to just drop right back into pass protection. They kind of moved around a little yeah. bit and kind of set Patrick Mahomes up for some some good spots to throw the football. And I have to imagine that with some of these guys that, you know, Nick Gates has played guard and center and and Sam Cosmo moving in from tackle to guard and Wiley playing guard to tackle, that he's going to put them in the best spot available. He's not going to ask them to to do things – that they're not comfortable with, because obviously he needs a clean pocket for a quarterback who is inexperienced. And uh, so, so while I'm still uncertain about the offensive line, I have to think. At, you know, I'm kind of trusting in Eric Bieniemy that he's going to put them in spots, just like we we're going to talk about the pass catchers and the quarterbacks and and everybody on the offense. He's going to put everybody in the right spots. I have to imagine he's going to do the same thing with the offensive line. Yeah,
0: uh, you you have to think that he is a. He's a bit of a wild card, like you said earlier. He's he's that little bit of extra. Um, what's that? What was that? That little TikTok trend going around where uh, it was like, hey, when my spouse is cooking and they give him a hug, but they put a little extra spice in the pot because mm-hmm. they know that they don't use enough seasoning. That's what the EV factor <laughs> is right now. You That's have right. to think that his extra little pizzazz is going to help elevate this team. Um, and so I went and, and looked at something. You talked about the offensive line keeping Sam Howell clean. Um, 26 sacks, that's how many sacks they gave up in Kansas City. Now, you know, you can go and say, and I know there's going to be people that are going to try to argue me down and say, oh, well, they had, you know, this all pro tackle here and they all Orlando Brown. I, whoever it is, I'm just going with the fact that this is the same offensive scheme. If you can get the quarterback to play yeah. up to that speed, 26 sacks is is, is solid, you know? I mean, that's, yeah. that's not bad. They said their opponents had – um uh 55 that they had so you know when you're when you're looking at like that I mean
1: well quick quick math that's less than two a game right I mean so it seems like to me yes you've got Patrick Mahomes and we know what he can do and Travis Kelsey but to me it seems like Eric Biennium is probably getting the ball out pretty quick and he's probably going to try to do the same thing for Sam Howe to not like I was saying, put some of these offensive linemen on islands against some of the legit pass rushers in this league, but also legit pass rushers just in the NFC East alone. So, yeah, I, I think that I think that that is a stat that hopefully will translate. Obviously, the guys have to go out there and perform, but that is a that is a good indicator.
0: It is, it's a really good indicator. and Now, quickly had to go and check to uh, see what Washington had last year: forty-eight. Was the yeah. amount of sack or the amount of sacks they get? Matter of fact, Carson Wentz was sacked 26 times last year. Yeah,
1: not not good. And, so, and how many games did he start? Maybe
0: five, six. Yeah, let's see here. How many games did you start, Carson? Since I've got it up right here, he st- seven games. Okay, seven games on 276 attempts. Uh, he got sacked 26 times. Okay, that's almost so,
1: four times a, a game. <laughs> I mean that shouldn't be that shouldn't be hard to improve from i mean let's just yeah. let's just be honest it's kind of like it's kind of like with the takeaways on defense you know we we think that this team should be able to get more or i'm sorry not takeaways interceptions you know specifically we think this team should be able to improve from 9 maybe they don't jump up to 15 16 17 but 11 or 12 could have changed a couple of games. Can you cut down a couple of those sacks and give your quarterback a couple more seconds to improve? I don't think that's too big of a jump to make.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's really not. And a lot of it is continuity in the offense, understanding where you need to go with the football. Um, and I've seen a lot of that in Sam in that one start. Like He understands where to go with the football. And the fact that he was watching film on Kansas City as soon as he found out that Eric Bieniemy was going to be the guy helps lets me leads me to believe that he's a little bit further down the line.
1: Mm-hmm. He's
0: a little bit further along in the progression than I mean you got to think about it like this. And we'll talk about this position later, but he's a, he's got to be ahead of Jacoby Brissett in the fact that he's had more time to watch the tape. You know, True. Jacoby Brissett yeah, did something no, at that yeah. time, right? So Jacoby yeah. had to wait until he got signed to get the look at the offense. And you know that's just one thing to think about. Um Shoot, you're looking at stats. This is from last year. Sam was sacked three times in that one game, so that was like 13% of the time. Taylor Heineke was at 6.8, and then Carson was 8.6% of, t- uh, of the time. So, yeah. frankly, the offensive line itself needs to improve, and I think we both agree with that. And with the, a lot of these new pieces, a new offensive coordinator, new quarterback, you know, hopefully all of those – and that's a lot of moving pieces to yeah. try to align, but that's where it's going to have to start. Yeah. There's no well, other way around it.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's a lot of moving pieces, but it also, I don't, I don't think it puts any pressure. I don't think it puts too much pressure on any one of those certain pieces. Obviously, the offensive line is going to go out there and perform, but the returning guys have to know, hey, we're going to be put probably in a better situation than we were last year. It's not all. Yeah. I, I don't think the offensive line played horribly. I mean, they had some good games. They they cleared out some running lanes, and there were times when they were good. But I think that it's going to improve even more because of those other pieces. And it's hopefully going to take some of the pressure off of those guys, too. Um, so so that's exciting to hear. I think just a little bit of improvement could go a long way for this offense being way better than they were last year.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I, I, I was beating the drum so way back when. Everybody said, oh, they need a better quarterback. I said, they need better quarterback play. Yeah. They need better quarterback play. And I'll, I'll release that soon in my different breakdowns of, of uh, of Sam Howell, how he had good quarterback play against Dallas, and, and even though there's only 17 passes, but those are about 15, 15 out of 17 were pretty good reps, fairly yeah. good reps that that I can actually, I can, I can live with. I could live with if I was an offensive coordinator. Uh, but let's do this. Let's go. Uh, we're going to step back from the offensive line, not to the quarterback position just yet, but let's go about seven yards into the backfield. Uh, sometimes they'll be to the left or the right of the quarterback. We'll talk about the running back position,
1: Okay. running
0: back position. You got a couple of incumbents uh, in the building with. Antonio Gibson, you got Brian Robinson coming into his second seat, uh, second season after a strong rookie year, uh, racking up, what about, 797 yards and two touchdowns, a lot of physical running. Remember the game against Atlanta mm-hmm. where he caught the little swing pass, and he just was looking like a bulldozer and just ran over that DB? That's the type of thing uh, that I'm wanting to see from him. Uh, also, in that running back room, you've got Chris Rodriguez Jr. He just got signed uh he just got drafted i should yeah. say out of kentucky um, he already felt the wrath of eb eb put a little extra tabasco on there behind uh, and had to light him up early and, and that's good so you should see him rolling the training camp well um obviously brian would uh brian robinson Jarrett patterson's down there jonathan williams as well and alex Arma. okay so those guys are all in that running back room um And, you know, the question I want to ask you is what player do you expect to have uh, and and probably needs to have the fastest start coming into this season?
1: Yeah, Uh, I think that uh, I think Antonio Gibson has got to get off to a fast start in this group. I think that we have seen flashes of what he can do. I think we have seen bits and pieces of what he's capable of and whether it's, usage or not or uh you know he wasn't a great fit and scott turns off it just it feels like i was always missing a little something from antonio gibson yeah. i just feel like we haven't fully seen him put it all together again we've seen yeah. spurts um but i think if there's anybody that's going to get something out of him i think it's eric b enemy and i think that it's got to show soon because this is a guy that's that's potentially playing uh for a new contract could be auditioning for not just the commanders but for every other team out there. I think it's really important that this guy be a huge part of what the offense is doing. And I think he can be, um, but I, I just, I, I want to see him finally put it all together. And I think that that is paramount. Um, I really think, you know, I think the wide receivers are the strong part of this offense, but I think the running backs are going to be so huge to what they're, they're trying to do. And I think Antonio Gibson specifically should and could be that guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, you look at it, he had, he had, Nine, just under 900 yards, 899 yards from scrimmage last year. Five, uh, five total touchdowns, five total touchdowns. And, you know, the one thing that people, you know, I say to people, uh, hell, he, he had them early. He, he only had one fumble last year. He yeah. One fumble. So uh, did a really good job with that. Seventy nine percent catch percentage. um, and, and I think one of the biggest things that you get to consider, uh, and I've seen it reported that EB told him, hey, I run your routes like a receiver. Go back to what you did in college. Mm. And you look at the way that J.D. McKissick was utilized. Um, You look at just the way that EB is able to get people in unique positions to really take advantage of their skill set. If I'm Antonio Gibson, I got to be feeling good. I mean, you know, this is lofty. This is a lofty comparison. But I want you all to envision when Christian McCaffrey got to San Francisco. And the option routes out of the backfield. I haven't seen ABG do a lot of those option routes. Yeah. He got a few here and there, but I, I would like to think that he would be able to route up uh, a, a linebacker. Yeah. You know, he, he should be able to uh, get open against somebody that's two hundred and fifty some odd pounds when he's sitting at about two and a quarter. So, uh, you know, yeah, his, his usage is, is is something that really needs to get going. The guy for me that I think needs to get off to a fast start is. Brian Robinson Jr. Okay, Brian Robinson Jr. And it's not a not necessarily in a competition uh, between A G, but it's more of it's going to set the tone for you know this this team. I mean, you got to think teams are going to try to take away the run and force Sam Howe to pass. You know, he, they're like, hey, you've got one game under your belt. Um, you're you're not a rookie, but you kind of are. Um, let's bring the pressure. Let's put pressure on you. Let's make you you know, get out of running situations and throw the ball, see how you handle that. That's what the the, the best do in the NFL. They make your, uh, they make you do your whatever you're not that good at. They, lean, they make you lean that way. And Brian Robinson being able to set the tone and move the pile, get behind that offensive line, maybe making somebody miss in the backfield that maybe if there was a missed assignment, you know, maybe he had to do something extra to take up for what the offensive line misses. Um, him getting off to a fast start uh, will set a tone, it really make things go a little bit easier for this offense and um I don't necessarily I've said it all the time don't don't really care for the two to one ratio uh run to pass mm-hmm. uh, but whenever you do run it it needs to be you know four and a half yards uh, per touch not the 3.9 that he had last year not that it was bad but yeah. I would like to see him fall forward for another yard and a half
1: yeah I, I told you there was a group that I was uh, a little probably maybe lower on than most and I I'm I- it's the running backs for me. And I kind of mentioned it with Antonio Gibson. I feel like he leaves, you know, there, there, there were glimpses, but it's never really consistent and again. Is that his fault? Is that usage? Is it what I, I kind of feel the same way about R- Brian Robinson? I know that he, you know, I know how his season started and I know it was unfortunate. Yeah. It's incredible that he was back out there, you know, a month and a half later or whatever it was, but I just feel like the the running backs as a whole kind of left a lot to be desired and and you know i i brought up you know i tweeted it out and it got some some traction that when dalvin cook was released i was like you know i would love for the commanders to go and get him i don't think that they will i don't know if it makes sense financially but i think that they could upgrade at the running back position and some people were, were, were kind of not snapping back at me but they were kind of like we have a solid running back room and i was like yeah we do yeah the commanders do but i feel like these guys are a couple of uh number two running backs and there's not you know not everybody is Christian McCaffrey. Not everybody is is Jonathan Taylor. Not everybody is Derrick Henry. I get that, but I just felt like the running back room left a lot to be desired. And it felt like Brian Robinson a lot of times was good for those couple of yards, but I don't know if he's ever going to be a game breaker. And maybe that's not his role. And maybe Eric Bieniemy is going to utilize him more in you know uh, you know different ways and, and things like that. But I just felt like the running backs. I feel like they could have upgraded a little bit bit more. And Chris Rodriguez. I don't know what he's going to be. Hopefully he's a he's a ball player and hopefully he makes some noise, you know, two down the line. They have a three-headed monster, but I just feel like the the running back room as a whole is a little, little underwhelmed. And what yeah, well, what, I, what do you think about that? And I think the Eric Bienieme A, I think he's going to he's going to get more out of them than we've seen. But B, I just feel like I don't know. I just feel like there's something missing there.
0: Well, I, my deal is If you're looking for more out of the running back room, frankly, you know, Eric B offense, isn't the one for you. I mean, you go look at what Kansas city had, they were only had 1900 yards rushing as a team. Their leading rusher was Isaiah Pacheco. He had 18, uh, 830 yards uh, across, uh, across 11 starts and 17 games total. He averaged 4.9 per carry though. Right. He had five touchdowns. He uh, had added a little bit in the passing game. Jarek McKinnon, Uh, ran for just under 300 yards, had one rushing touchdown. He had 500 yards receiving and nine receiving touchdowns. So um, it's not going to be on the ground. I don't think a Dalvin Cook would be a good fit. Um, He'd be a good player, but I think it forces you to go and try to do some things that you aren't trying to do identity-wise. You already said, receiver is that strong suit. I don't want to have to try to share the ball with somebody else.
1: Yeah. No, I I hear you, and that's a good point. And um, uh, what was I, you know, maybe it's kind of like on the defense where, you know, we we have for a couple of years thought they needed to get another linebacker, that they needed to get another playmaker on the defense. And, and really the defense, it, it's not what they're set up for. And maybe it's a similar situation that, uh, you know, on offense, you're you're right. Eric Biennemi is not going to pound the rock 25 times. That's just not what he's looking for to running back. So maybe these guys are what he needs to do some some enough running to keep the defense honest. But I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I was just kind of looking back at the running backs last year and I just felt like uh, I, I could get a little bit more. And maybe Eric Bienemy's is going to get a little bit more, like you said, out of the passing attack and, and kind of use them a little bit better. But uh, i i don't know I, I maybe i'm talking in circles but i just feel like there 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 could be more from that running back spot
0: yeah i mean i un- i understand it's not necessarily the most uh it's not the sexiest position um i mean just names wise I mean, you mean know, your robinson had a good good season last year you know especially the way it started i mean he's coming out and really just finishing just so well yeah. and putting up almost 800 yards like that's a miraculous season so you gotta Look forward to what he's going to do across seventeen games rather than uh, rather than just twelve, you know. And, and similar thing with Antonio Gibson. I think his usage is going to increase, even if it is running the ball as well. I think his size is going to help him run the ball as well. And and you know maybe we will see them run the ball a little bit more, but get creative too. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that creativity. Uh, but but let's do this. Let's move over to the position that we both agree is the strongest. I think it's. Uh, a miraculous position ranked in the league really they're going to go talk to those receivers you know the, the guys like me uh those route runners those pass catchers um what is your what are your thoughts about the receiver position what are you really looking forward to what a guy do you think is going to have the biggest breakout season
1: yeah i i think uh you know kind of in the the dead of summer there are all these lists that are coming out like who has the best position groups, who has the best roster overall. I really think that that Washington <clears throat> at times last year uh, was right up there with some of the best receiver groups. They had three guys that that could catch the ball, that could run with the ball in, in their hands and make some plays in Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and Jahan Dotson. Um, I, I think if Jahan Dotson didn't, you know, miss a, a big chunk, he would have been right up there with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave as, as you know, one of the premier rookie-wide receivers last year. And I expect him to take a huge jump, and I expect him to kind of put – I think everybody knows what Terry McLaurin is, and I think they're finally realizing and giving him the respect to, to his name. But I think Jahan Dotson is going to be making a name for himself, and he's going to take this group to the next level. Um, I just think he's special. And I think when he was out on the field, the team was different. He was, <clears throat> for parts of the season, their best red zone threat, and that's, that's pretty yeah. crazy from a guy that is not – the, the biggest guy in the world, but you saw what he could do after, after the catch and run, you know, the spin move yeah. against the giants and the tie, you know, he got some contested catch. He just does everything kind of like what Terry does. Uh, he, you know, he, he he's not a huge guy, but he goes up and gets the football. And I think yeah. he's going to be key. I think he's, he might be the X factor on this offense to take them from pretty good. Okay. To doing something really special. And I think that's Jahan yeah. Dotson. I think that's number one. And, Man, I'm excited to see him in a full season, hopefully pretty you know, healthy.
0: Yeah, Jahan is special and watching the tape, you just see him flourish and just perform in, in multiple positions. He he is versatile, he's a guy that can play inside and outside. You don't just peg him as a slot um he can play all the positions he can put his foot on line of scrimmage as an X he can you know work in the slot against linebackers nickels anything like that it gets loose in a phone booth i mean he, you can't touch him in a phone booth man it, it's it's insane to see his ability uh to create separation go up for the ball strong hands seven touchdowns last year 523 yards uh on 35 receptions uh definitely expect to see that stuff go up obviously with a full season and I think with 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 Sam Howell that we talk about his accuracy. Sam has a lot of accuracy. He's going to put the ball in the position for players to actually get a lot of run after the catch. You mentioned the spin move. Uh, there was that one. He had a slant against Dallas that he caught and he took it for about thirty yards uh, with his ability to kind of cut and dip and dodge and dip and and he can dodge a wrench. He can dodge a ball. He can dodge a tackler. Jahan yep. Dotson is a special player. He really is a special player. Um, you know, and to not pick him for my breakout player, I will gonna go I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Terry McLaurin. Okay. I was going back and forth between Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin. I think Curtis is gonna have a different type of season. Um his usage is gonna be kind of similar to I feel like it's gonna be similar to Antonio Gibson. right just I feel like they're similar just body types the 190 some odd pounds or close to 200 versus 220 big difference right um but I think it's Terry McLaurin and and I think it's time and he's had a very consistent career so far consistently right around 1100 yards 900 yards um he's had umpteen different quarterbacks but now I think he's getting into a situation to where he's made a commitment to stay with Washington. Um, he's got a, a Super Bowl-winning offensive coordinator coming in uh, to bring a, a, an offensive system that, frankly, had 5,200 yards passing. you got to be excited whenever you're on a team that had 3,700. Right. I'm not saying Sam Howell's going to throw for 5,000 yards, but –
1: Somewhere in between that is, is definitely Somewhere doable. in
0: be- Is definitely doable. I think he's going to get right around four thousand, maybe up to forty five hundred, just based on being able to have a a, a much better system and understanding it. So Terry McLaurin, I think he takes that number. We asked on a previous episode: Is is Terry going to have over under thirteen hundred? And I think I might have said under, simply because there's so many so many people out. Out there, But, shoot, I wouldn't be surprised if he had more than 1,300, 1,350, 1,400 yards receiving this year um, and and get close to that double-digit, maybe have double-digit touchdowns uh, from Terry McCorn because, I mean, he, he, he signed for the bag, and he's going to go out there and perform. That's all he's ever done, very workmanlike, and Terry McCorn, he's going to have that breakout season this year.
1: Yeah, it's crazy to say a guy that, like you mentioned, who, who consistently goes for right around 1,000 to 1,100 yards, um could then do even more could break out even more i think we said it before that that those kind of games are the games that have been missing the the Tyreek Hill you know 13 catches for 182 yards and two touchdowns like yeah. i feel like that kind of game could be coming for Terry McLaurin especially in this offense and i'm excited about it yeah does does his, does his yardage dip a little bit because of uh Jahan Dotson kind of making uh, strides, maybe a little bit, but I still think right. that the numbers are going to be there. And I think that he's going to be the focal point of this offense. And I, I think he should be. And uh, like I said, he's finally getting credit, you know, across the league as one of these legit wide receivers. And it's going to be really fun to see him uh, flourish in that. And, and you saw, you know, the introductory press conference with Eric Bieniemy, and he went right up to him and he said how excited he was. And I believe that. And I, I believe he's got to be, like you said, licking his chops to, to go from um, you know all these quarterbacks that he's played with. Hopefully, a guy and Sam Howell that that can get him the ball and they can build a big rapport together. And yeah, I'm excited for for both Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin. I think that's going to be the, you know the sky is the limit with those guys.
0: I know I know he's got to be excited. I feel like this is a, a simple question. And if Bet Online is listening, you can put this on there. Uh, Terry McLaurin's high career high receptions in a season is 87. That was in that 2020 year, he had 87 with 1118 yards. You think he's going to get over 100, and let's say he gets over 115 receptions. You think he surpasses that number? I think getting over 100 is easy. You think he surpassed 115? It's like another 30. That's like another 30 receptions on his career high.
1: 115 is a little rich for me I think that there will be some targets taken away by Jahan Dotson um I do think he goes over 100 but maybe just under maybe that in that 102 103 range um Mm. uh yeah I would love to love to see it though I think the more that you target Terry McLaurin the better your offense is going to be and uh Mm. I think that Eric Biennium I mean we're not we're not Telling Eric Bianami something he doesn't already know. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm excited about it. I think 115, I think it, it's doable. Don't get me wrong, but I think that might be a yeah. little, little much for me. But, just okay.
0: okay. Okay. Well, for what it's worth, for comparison's sake, Travis Kelsey last season had 110 receptions. And last season, Terry McLaurin had 77. He had 77 over the past two years. So, he's very consistent in that 70 to you know, almost to 80 range. Um, so 110 receptions was for uh, Travis Kelsey. Jerick McKinnon had 56. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster had 78 over there. So, um, I mean, I could see Terry getting closer to 115. I could see a Jahan's numbers going from 35 receptions, pushing up to maybe like 56 to 70, somewhere in there. Yeah. And then Curtis Samuel, you know, I could you could see their numbers going up. I mean, Curtis had, oh goodness, I lost it. I went to go see Terry's uh, career high, but I could see those numbers going up simply for the fact that the guy is going to know how to spread the ball around that EB effect uh, once again. Uh, I think all those things will be in play. The one fifteen—that's that—is a tough number though. Another thirty receptions—that's a lot. Yeah, but so I, I, I just Curtis ahead.
1: Samuel sixty four catches last year. I, I don't see him getting that many. I I, I mean, Ooh, I, yeah. I just think with a healthy, hopefully Jahan Dotson, that that's just going to dip into that. Not that Curtis isn't a solid player, but I just think, like you said, I think the ball is going to be spread around a little bit more. And I, yeah. I really think Terry McClure and Jahan Dotson are going to be options one A and one B, and then Curtis Samuel will be will be below that, along with the tight ends, the running backs sprinkled in there. I just think his numbers yeah. dip a little bit, and he might he might play the best football of his career in this offense. You know, potentially, but I I do think that we're going to see less numbers from Curtis Samuel. Not, not that he's the odd man out, but I just think yeah. that I think there are just a lot of mouths to feed on this offense. And if everything's yeah. humming the right way, I think that's a good problem to have.
0: Very true. and I was on Twitter the other day, and and Big Doug doing one of his uh, questions that he does throughout the day. He he had asked, who's the better receiver, Jahan Dotson or Curtis Samuel? And I said, give me Jahan, Um, for the reasons I said previously, he's very electric uh, with the ball and without the football. Uh, Makes a lot of things happen, Uh, but I didn't say that Curtis Samuel was a bad receiver. And frankly, I I I think that his receptions will go down. I think the yards can go up a little bit. I mean, he had six fifty six. I just think he's going to get he's going to have opportunities to make more run after the catch this year. Um, That's one thing that I think a lot of these receivers are going to be able to benefit from. Um, and it's great to have at least a couple of those guys, Jahan and Curtis, are able to do that, run with the ball after after the catch. They're able to take the ball, you know, a little five-yard slant or under route and make a couple people miss and get 20, 30 yards.
1: Yeah, and then you mentioned, you know, pass catchers. Obviously, the tight ends are in there. You know, hopefully Logan Thomas is rounding back into form, getting healthy. Um, You know, I know they they really like Cole Turner, and he was banged up last year. So those are even more guys that – that could potentially dip into that, and that's not a bad problem. I mean, I, I think that you know, spreading the ball around, keeping defenses on their toes. Obviously, you want Terry McLaurin to to fill up the stat sheet as your number one wide receiver, but you know, if you have other guys that can take the pressure off of him and and kind of keep him in one-on-one coverage, you love that opportunity. And I think the tight ends will also be a sneaky kind of big role in this. We know what Travis Kelsey did in Eric Bieniemy's offense. I don't think Logan Thomas is there, and that's no knock on him. I think Travis Kelsey could end up being the best tight end in NFL history, but I think Logan Thomas is going to benefit off of it. All—all all that to say that some of these numbers, like you said, are going to maybe go up and, and and maybe go down, but that's not a bad thing. It's not—it's not necessarily an indicator of a guy playing better or or in in maybe in Curtis Samuel's case worse. I think it's just yeah. that there, there's a chance that there are going to be more contributors, which is which is hallelujah a a problem that this team hasn't had you know a quote-unquote problem that this team hasn't had in a long time
0: yeah for sure for sure and for comparison's sake Logan had 39 receptions last year compared to Travis's 110. Uh, Travis was targeted uh, more than double uh, 151 targets compared to Logan's 61 targets Um, matter of fact Logan and Jahan Dotson had the same amount of targets and very similar amount of receptions yeah okay uh jahan had 5500 yards uh 200 yards more uh than logan did so take that for what it is uh, and logan had 13 games jahan had had 12 so 14 yeah. and 12 so that's that and, um and, go ahead And
1: speaking of the tight ends real quick you know there were games where both logan thomas and and cole turner were not available i'm honestly surprised okay. that, that you said that 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 logan thomas played in 13 games it didn't feel like that last year Um, So hopefully that he's he's getting healthier. Hopefully, you know, uh, you know, Cole Turner can stay healthy and those guys can be weapons as well. Um, But the good thing is, I I think that they don't have to be superstars out there. I don't think they're expected to be Travis Kelsey in this offense. I think they're just uh, they're going to benefit from what Eric bien is doing. And, and yeah. that's just going to make Sam Howell better. That's going to make the offense better. That's going to make the running game better. That's going to make it better for the wide receiver. So uh, yes, I'm indeed. excited about what the, the tight ends can potentially bring to this. And we've seen all off season long. I think Ron Rivera's talked about it. Uh, you know, they could have maybe gotten a tight end in the draft, but I think they got some guys that they really like. Armani Rogers going down really stinks, but um, I think yeah, they've got is. some guys that they're really confident in. And I think those guys can surprise some people and, you know, get some wide open looks where you're not expecting. them.
0: Yeah. I know that I'm excited to see what Cole Turner is able to do uh, in this offense and, you know, th- they should be inspired. I mean, they should be looking yeah. at Travis Kelsey tape the whole time and just being like, that's the play that he called yesterday. I'm going to yeah. try to run it this way and just right. study it. I mean, you got, you have, you know, the prototypical way that he's going to want these things to be done. Um, Looked that up and I saw. You know, Travis Kelsey said this in one of his tight end. You, uh, he was at a camp and he said, he said, have your own melody, but make sure you're on time with the quarterback. And yeah, uh, that's the perfect segue. Go ahead.
1: Well, I was going to say, you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey have been playing together forever, and and hopefully yeah. these guys will get there with Sam Howell. But I think Travis Kelsey does such a good job of finding like an open spot. Like I think he has like some choice routes that he can run so if, if there's no linebacker right there he's just going to stop turn around and yeah. be open and that's you know he yeah. makes it look easy obviously but I think that, that these tight ends can benefit from that too if they see yeah. an open spot go stand there and let Sam Howell find you you know what I mean yeah. so I think that everybody's going to benefit from what what Eric Biennemi is trying to do
0: yep you really have to master the offense before you can get to that point there you have to study it early and that's what Sam Howell has done and, and, and let's go talk about that quarterback room. I mean, it's there's two people that are pretty much in in the discussion uh for for playing. And, if, and frankly, if anybody else is in there playing, then probably thinking about the draft. Uh, if, if Tim DeMorat is is in there, uh Jake Fromm is in there, and you're probably looking a little bit further down the line. No disrespect to those guys, but yeah. shoot, that is that would divert from what was the all of the offensive plans uh yes. for this organization. Uh I, I my will big s- quick. I will say
1: real quick, please I, – I hope I, – yeah, good for those guys for being in the league, but they are in a bad spot if any of them see the field. But I'm fairly certain I looked at this towards the end of the season when we saw that Sam Howell was going to start in week 18. I think that made five straight years that Washington had at least three quarterbacks start a game. Put an end to that streak right now, 2023 – No, we don't need to see three, four quarterbacks out there on the field at all. You know, whatever happens with Sam Howell, I hope he's the guy. Uh, But if not, and Jacoby Brissett has to step in, one or two is fine. No more three quarterbacks, please. Let's put an end to that streak right now.
0: Yeah, we don't need to have uh, a a little spinning wheel of, like, who's going to start?
1: Yeah, it's not a pitching rotation. You know what I mean? Like, we just need one or two guys. That's it.
0: Absolutely. You talk about one or two guys. My question for you, let me ask you this. Do you think that we see Jacoby Brissett this year?
1: I think, you know, bet online. We love those guys. If I, if I was betting, I would take the safe bet and say, yes, I I think that there, there would be times uh, that, that he's out there that he might have to make a, a spot start. I'm hoping that we don't, I hope that Sam Howell takes it and runs with it has a full 17 game schedule under his belt and maybe the only yeah. time we see jacoby brissett is for a you know a sneak on fourth down because he's, he's you know a, a big guy but the 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 safe bet would be yeah that we do see him you know whether it be sam Howell nicked up or you know just you know he hits a cold spell or, or something yeah. like that I, I think the safe money is that we see jacoby brissett but i hope that we don't
0: yeah i'm, I'm with you on that i i don't think you're gonna see him I'm going to lean with the fact okay. that Sam Howell's going to hold this thing down. Uh, I'll, I'll give you one caveat that, you know, I'm going to say 99%, 985 Sam Howell's going to do this thing the whole entire year. If you do see him, uh, it would be maybe he has a little shaky game and they have to get the uh, old, old vet in there to kind of steady the ship right. and, and finish it out. But then from what I've seen, just a little bit of tape I've seen on Sam, he's going to bounce back from those things. He doesn't repeat a lot of mistakes often. So I would expect him to – Limit mistakes and still find a way to have a good trajectory. I mean, all the guys that we talked about today, he has plenty of weapons to 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 to, to get the ball to. He doesn't have to go out there and, and make you know plays like Aaron Rodgers or do do just absolutely you know stupendous acts of just athleticism. He doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to be Lamar Jackson. He doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't have to do no look passes. He just has to go out there and run the offense as it, as it's done. And uh, I think that he's going to make good plays and be sound all year. Uh, he's going to give you some bumps. I mean, you've seen Chris Russell report on that. I mean, in hell, he's he's a guy that had one start. Um, so there's going to be some frustrating points, uh, but I'd rather it be a you know, 22, 23 year old kid having a, having a bump on his head rather than spending, you know, plenty of money to get a 30, 34, 35 year old quarterback. who could potentially go out there and do the same thing. So I think Sam's going to be okay. Things are going to have a good season. He has a lot of good attributes to him um, that you know we're going to translate well to success this year.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I'm I'm with you. I, I think even if it does get a little bit shaky and Jacoby's got to step in there, I think we saw last year that you know Sam Howell had the or you know in that last game, Sam Howell had the had the touchdown and then he threw an interception. Well, after that. He played pretty well. I think I, I saw somewhere that he went like 8 for 13 after the interception and then had yeah. a rushing touchdown. So it shows, yep. again, one game. I, I feel like we have to put that asterisk there. We know it's one game. We're not expecting this guy to be Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. We know it's one game. We know there's a lot for him to learn. But in that one game, it would have been so easy for him to throw another pick, to to drop some passes, to, to fumble you know, a bunch of times. But instead he follows it up. He completed most of his passes afterwards, and he had a rushing touchdown. Plus, he put him in you know, a couple of positions where they miss a field goal, they hit another field goal, so he was moving the offensive long. That gives me hope that this guy is going to rebound off of you know, any bit of adversity that he sees. It's not going to keep him down. He's going to rebound and learn from it, and I think that's what we're hearing this summer, and that's really encouraging.
0: It's the truth. That, that's 100% the truth. The interception was an ugly, ugly play by him, uh, he, he he locked down on Cam Sims, a little, uh, frankly, the whole way. Um, I, I didn't like what was going on with with the Terry's route on the front side. Um, so it wasn't a good play overall, uh, but he did bounce back from that. There was a play early in the game where he had kept it a little bit too long on on a, on a boot and he tried to run. And then Micah Parsons ran him down It was like five Cowboys were around him uh, right in the red zone. It could have been a bad play. Uh, but then later on in the game, he. He won. He saw an opening. He took off quickly. He's thrown the ball away. He's made good decisions with the football. You know, ones that are going to make you feel confident that hey, he's not going to mess it up. But he has the ability to make some big throws, and uh, you got to be excited for this. I think the guys that are going to be able to line up with him are excited. You've heard it from everybody in the media. You've heard Mm -hmm. it from Jahan. You've heard it from Terry. Multiple players, offensive linemen, are just sitting there saying like, "Sam Howell's really like come in here and." and has taken the bull by the horns. I think that's been the quote from a couple of guys. So uh, yeah. shoot, Sam Howell, man, everything's set up for him to have some success. And I think he's going to take this opportunity and run with it.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's up to him. But, again, it kind of goes back to the offensive line. You know, yes, they have to go out there perform. Yes, Sam Howell has to go out there and run the offense well. But I think the pressure is being taken off a little bit. A with Eric Bieniemy, but B with with all the veterans that he has around him. You know, yes, the pressure is there, but I think you almost have to like readjust your pressure meter because I don't think that they're going to put him in a whole lot of situations. I don't expect, at least not early on, that he's going to be stepping back and chucking the ball around thirty times a game. He's got those running backs. He's got uh, you know some wide receivers that can take the ball and run with it. I, I, I think that they're going to ease him into it while at the same time letting him take full control, and that's all you can ask for as a quarterback, all you can ask for as a fan, and I'm excited to see what what uh, what happens here. Maybe I'm being a homer. Maybe I'm being too overly optimistic, but I think that what we've seen from this offense or what we've not seen from this offense over the last couple of years, this gets me really excited, and I think that some big things could happen.
0: Definitely can. you got to have that positivity. There's nothing wrong... With rocking around with with a little extra positivity in your pocket, man. So yeah. keep that up, and and definitely this this organization can use it. I, I was gonna
1: say my my mom, and she's a Cowboys fan. God love her. I, I'm, you know, I still accept her. I still love her, and I she she supports me. But she always she always says, you know, it, there's no reason to not get your hope up. You know what I mean? You're gonna be, where, is it? you might as well go into that, that week one game against the Cardinals hoping that Sam Howell is going to throw four touchdowns. You're going to be disappointed if he doesn't anyway, so you might as well hope for the best. You know what I mean? Yes. So you're going to be disappointed if he doesn't, so you might as well just assume the guy is going to throw five touchdowns each game.
0: I'm going, I'm going into that thing with full-fledged positivity that Sam Howell going to have a hell of a day. Now, I know that you know five touchdowns in, in a week one uh, opening game against the Cardinals would be miraculous. It would be the best thing since sliced bread. Now, I also know that that's not going to be the same performance throughout the year, right? Yeah. Uh, I've been about it like this. I want to see some growth. You know, it's going to be some growth, and you're going to have some success with the team for sure. Uh, but uh, we got to get this thing rolling. Oh, there was one position that I think that we didn't talk about. It was special teams, uh, kicker and punter. Are those any question marks there? Uh, the punter position, I think we got a pretty good one in Tress Way. Top notch
1: uh, guy, yeah, he's legit. We have an all pro on the special teams, and Jeremy Reeves, who's back, who just does everything right and does everything well. Um, so love that kicker. Joey Sly has been a little inconsistent. Um, I think that he did have some big kicks. He's got a strong leg. I think he just, I think he just needs to get the the jitters out of the way sometimes. Um, yeah. But if there is some competition, I, I think that it would be at kicker, but. Right now, I think you feel pretty okay with the guys that you got there.
0: Yeah, man. If this offense has any success, if any of these guys that we spoke about today are doing uh, their job getting in the end zone, he should be kicking more extra points anyways.
1: That's right. Well, I will say it'll be interesting to do with it. It'll be interesting. Gosh, my word's all over the place. (laughs) It'll be interesting to see who the returners are. Can Kaz Allen, an undrafted Mm -hmm. guy, come in and make an impact? Um, We know Antonio Gibson has returned kicks in the past. You know, what do they do there? And can they get anything out of those guys uh, potentially, you know, making something happen on the, the special teams return game? I know the NFL seems to be wanting to take away the, the return game altogether, but can Washington find somebody that can maybe flip the field for them every now
0: and then? If you can, that's really going to be a great way to set up the offense uh, to be in good position and drive the field. If you can get a first down on special teams, it means gaining ten yards or more. That's really going to help your team's success. Uh, but let's get up out of here, man. Let's break this thing down. Uh, thanks to the folks over there at Bet Online. If you haven't checked them out, make sure you do that. They're our sponsor. Uh, our code is B L E A V. Get yourself a fifty percent welcome bonus.
1: That's right. Go in there, uh, put in our code. You'll get fifty percent back. You put in a hundred, you get fifty dollars right back, but just on your first time. So go use that. We appreciate those guys. We'll, we'll uh, as we get into the season, we'll do picks and all that, and look at odds and all that. We, we love doing that, and they do a great job at Bet Online. And then don't forget, you can find us all over the place and tune in uh, Sirius Stadium, all your favorite streaming platforms. The show gets posted to YouTube, so you can check us all over the place and then uh triple a tell them where they can follow us as well
0: on your favorite social media platforms on uh, twitter the uh tick and got a little instagram going as well so um those are the spots that you can come check us check us out get into the conversation over there on twitter i'm gonna try to hop on on, on the twitter right you know once a day get my little tweet feed especially since uh i guess i can only see about 600 or something i don't know there's so many that i could see um don't ban me elon it's all good uh but hey folks we appreciate y'all hanging out with us and tuning in for this episode this offensive focus y'all we're about a month away month away from training at least from school starting but training camp is soon after and i might be in uh, at, at training camp one let's day So I'm lucky we're live from there uh, In the hot and humid Ashburn, Virginia But look, let's get up out of here We're going to break this thing down For Brian Murphy, I'm Anthony Armstrong This has been another episode of Believe in Commander show We'll see you guys on the next one Y'all set the standard and be safe Be good